What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. It's Jeremiah Johnson, Dudes Talking News, Sports, and God. Going to be a solo and absolutely lonely Halloween special edition of the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. Funko Pro Greg Walden. He's got housework right now, which means we're, we're all hunkering down here in southwest Missouri. Super cold. It feels like winter, but I actually enjoy it because, again, on, on this cold, these cold days, I just think back to July, August in southwest Missouri and say, it's okay. I can just put a coat on. I can put gloves on. It's all good. Well, we're so grateful that you're joining us. Modern Christian Dudes, Dudes Talking News, Sports and God. What are you going to do today on this Halloween Halloween edition? Halloween on its Halloween day today. I'm not a big celebrator of that per se. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But let's start kicking off the news here with you guys today. And uh, actually, I can you know I can share some of these uh, with you guys. But the first one I want to read here today: very sad, very sad. Matthew Perry has passed away. Some of you guys know this guy um, from most famous, famously known from the Friends episode TV show. Perry died of an apparent drowning in a hot tub over the weekend at age 54. Law enforcement sources told Fox News Digital. So very sad. I mean, I, I you know, 90s is my era of being a teenager and graduating uh, high school. And it, I mean, there's no doubt, no doubt that this is one of the all-time biggest shows easily so uh sad sad day and we you know last week on the last show talked about suzanne summers and so some of these big big names biting the dust bad way of saying that passing away so shout out to uh you know matthew perry's family and friends and i will be deeply missed Obviously, Friends, one of the the great greatest, I guess that's up to you, but one of the easily most popular shows of all time. He's also probably has a legacy of maybe never achieving the heights he could have, you know, uh, didn't go on to become necessarily a big, huge, huge movie star, but definitely will be known for Friends. And man, nostalgia. Nostalgia is all the rage nowadays. And I've noticed that the last year at Walmart was selling Friends t-shirts and uh, rocking that 90s. Uh, friends vibe. So anyway, very interesting, sad story, especially because it sounds like it might end up being um, uh, drug or substance type related where he battled those demons. But we think uh, Matthew Perry there today. So that very interesting news. And on a note of nostalgia, uh, I do have to confess that I am a, a lover of boy bands. That was at least in, in my history or in my thinking that I can remember one of the first ones to really kind of kick it off in my era as a kid was New Kids on the Block. And I I do remember the day uh, when I do remember having like a New Kids on the Block tape and I remember hiding it and kind of keeping it hidden that I, w- I liked New Kids on the Block because I remember there was a time as a boy, as a guy, as a boy, that if you told people you like New Kids on the Block, you were not cool. Uh, but I love the boy bands and this is interesting in this article. It says New Kids on the Block aim to recreate magic on a 40 date summer 2024 tour so new kids on the block are going super nostalgic with their magic summer 2024 tour the quintet of donnie Wahlberg, joey mcintyre jonathan knight jordan knight and danny wood well at least hey at least all the new kids on the block guys are still together they're still all alive that's a good thing so they're going to reimagine their 1990 tour of the same name for a three-month tour that will kick off june 14th in Ohio and play more than 40 cities before wrapping up August 25th in Noblesville, Indiana. And look at this. Who else is going to join them? Paula Abdul and DJ Jazzy Jeff from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
going to be interesting. So, you know, maybe I, I noticed there as I'm scrolling through the article that they are going to be in Rogers, Arkansas at the Walmart Amphitheater, which is only an hour away. So, you know, I might have to check that out and see what the tick prices are. I probably won't go. But new kids on the block. Man, you, you know you're getting old when, okay? And this is another, you know, because, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my dad, grandpa, they listened to oldies music, uh, be, uh, Beach Boys, things of that nature, right? And you're like, whoa. You felt like they were so old and, and kind of losers and nerds because they listened to uh, this oldies music. And now to think, like new kids on them, all this stuff <coughs> that when I was uh, a kid, teenager, is now probably considered oldies music. So very, very interesting. New kids on the block. Shout out to them. So anyway, let's go over some other news. I thought this was very interesting. I found one article uh, regards to travel. You know, I've ne never been on a cruise before. My wife, she has uh, she worked for cruise ships when she was younger. So I still to this day have never been on a cruise. I found this article that this guy says he came back from his cruise with a severed finger. Now he's suing this major line. A Carnival Cruise Line passenger is suing the line's parent company after his finger was severed when his cabin's balcony door slammed shut. William Tuttle was injured after the door unexpectedly closed with substantial force as he re-entered his stateroom from the balcony, hitting his right index finger, according to the October 11th suit filed in federal court in Florida. Tuttle, who lives in Georgia, was sailing on the line's Carnival Horizon ship when the incident occurred in September 2022, the complaint said. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna lean with him on this particular lawsuit. You know, not a big believer in law. Never sued anyone before. Okay, but I, I am a guitar player. I am a preacher. So music is a big part of my life. And based on what finger was severed, I might have to sue them and be like, dude, I can't really ever play guitar again. So be careful. I'm just be careful when you're getting on these carnival cruise ships, man. It's a d dangerous place out there. But how about that? I think what's interesting too with these cruise ships is how gigantic they're getting. I mean, they're literally cities on the water. I mean, some of them have got like like seven, eight, nine, ten floors or whatever. This this is getting out of control, these cruise ships. So, I mean, I guess maybe one day when I do go on the cruise ship, I'll just, I'm going to pick like the, the biggest one I can with like 30 floors or whatever it might be. So, um, you know, we pray for this guy, William Tuttle. Sorry you lost your finger, bro. And I hope it all gets worked out and they take care of you. All right, moving on to the next one. I am, I myself am, a Mac guy, Apple guy. And so Mac comes out with, let me pull this up for you guys. If you're watching on the Facebook Live, Apple announces new MacBook Pros chips at Scary Fast event. Apple announced upgrades to its MacBook line of laptops in the company's first ever nighttime Apple event Monday. The Scary Fast themed event, whose intro, uh, introduction video featured Isaac, uh, Isa Ra and reigning Major League Soccer champion, Los Angeles Football Club head coach Steve Chirundolo emphasized the new uh, machines offer a marked improvement over previous versions with Intel bases. The event, which had a plethora of Halloween references throughout, also put four new processing chips that Apple claims are the most advanced chips ever. And if you are an Apple person, I love the M1, I love the M2, and now the M3. So the Silicon Valley giant debuted the new line of M3 chips, which the company says will provide users significant improvements in performance. Well, hey, man, I love the M1 and I love the M2. So if the M3 is even better, I'm super excited about that. So upgrading on MacBook, iMac upgrades, some of those kind of things, not, not anything uh, necessarily 
super, super new products. I guess the M3. There you go. So if you're a Mac person, but uh, Mac, you know, they just keep sucking uh, our the money away from us. Dude, I got a MacBook Pro. It's older now. I got the M2 uh, desktop. I have a MacBook Pro, but man, I can't afford. I don't got the watch. I don't have an iPhone right now. I can't afford all that, okay? I can't afford all that stuff, Apple. Just, uh, just as much as I love all your products, super, super expensive. So anyway, Apple's scary fast event. All right, guys, a couple more articles for you today. Just on this solo episode, probably won't be quite as long because we won't have Funko Pro Greg Walden rambling at us either. So anyway, shout out to you, Funko Pro Greg Walden, doing this one solo. But uh, I got your back, and I know you got my back. Okay, what's your favorite... Halloween candy, okay? The stores are lined with it, filled with it. Let me ask you, what is your favorite Halloween candy? And one that I know always tops the list is candy corn. Now, I, I'm not, I don't dislike candy corn. I don't really ever get that much of it and I don't ever like crave it. The one I love is the, is essentially it's candy corn, but a little bit different version is like the pumpkins, the little pumpkins. Those are amazing. And I can't, I gotta be careful I only tried to get those a couple times throughout the year because that's the one, like if I get the bag, I'll eat the whole thing. And who knows after I'm done eating that whole thing, how much sugar I just <laughs> jammed into my body. I'm, I mean, I'm not like a huge watcher of sugar and man, I just, just got to stay away from those. It's kind of like the Cadbury cream eggs. I try to have one or two of those around Easter time, but then, you know, just try to stay away from them a little bit. But I found this article bouncing over to this one talking about what is candy corn made of. Have you ever wondered that? Well, you think it'd be pretty simple, right? Candy corn is made of sugar. And again, one of my favorite reference movie rents references, Buddy the Elf, uh, four major food groups, right? Candy, candy cane, candy corn, and sugar. Even if you hate candy corn, you still probably associate it with Halloween, the orange and yellow kernels, conjure memories of fall and the spooky season created in the late 19th century. Candy corn was originally called Chicken feed, what, okay, my computer's burnt, ah, oh, around, come on now, work with me here, we're right in the middle of the podcast. All right, created in the late 19th century, candy corn was originally called chicken feed and was marked to agricultural and rural families, that makes sense, okay, today it's divisive candy option, but it still ranks number eight on the top 10 most popular candies there, um, and... My computer keeps messing up on me there. But basically, it's made of sugar <laughs> and fructose syrup. And it's not going to work with me there. So sorry about that. I can post that article later um, if you guys are really, really concerned about what candy corn is is made of. All right. So, uh, But I do think this is interesting conversation to have as a Christian, as a follower of Christ. Let's uh, finish it off with some spiritual talk. Is There's a lot of different views or perspectives of, of Halloween. You know, do we celebrate? What do we do? Do we go hide in the closet? Do we have a worship meeting? So should churches do that? You know, vocationally, I am uh, a lead pastor and I've done, uh, we've done an event the last four years called Light the Night, where we have a, a safe environment where families can come and we'll, <coughs> excuse me, we'll have food, various things of that nature and, and feel fine with providing that um, for the community. But you know, there's a lot of people that it's like, you're a poser Christian. If you do any of this stuff on Halloween. So very divisive, very interesting, but what, rather than arguing about that, I do think we do need to have an awareness and an, an attentiveness to Halloween and how it kind of functions in our culture. 
Hopefully I'll get this this uh, pulled up here. I wanted to go through some Bible verses with you guys today regarding Halloween, okay? And the first one I want to read. Uh, come on. Just want to have everything set to go, and then it's going to battle me now. Sorry about that, guys. But uh, for I want to read just some Scripture verses to you guys Uh the kind of in light of uh, in light of Halloween. So the first one is First John, chapter one, verse five. It says, "This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you: God is light; in him there is no darkness at all." And so there should be, if nothing else, we should say as believers, there really is a disconnect that we have regarding Halloween. Because guess what? Our God is a God of light. He's not a God of, of darkness. And so it should be, in one sense, hard for us to just really get in the Halloween mode, if you will, because that's not who our God is. He's, he's, a God, he's a God of light and not a God of darkness. I don't understand why my computer is doing this right now. So apologize for the lack of uh, professionalism here, guys, on the show today. Um, Oh, it's going to battle me. We're live here on, on Facebook. You guys are listening. I'm trying to uh, cease from having dead air as I battle the internet. But I, you know, what I'm trying to get at here regarding Halloween is should we celebrate it? No, we shouldn't celebrate it. You know, as a church, as followers of Christ, should we, um, you know, go or participate in anything that's connected to it in our communities. I don't know about that as a church. Should we, you know, not provide anything for a community or a safe place for kids? I don't think, you know, that's, you know, I don't, I don't think it's inappropriate for churches to have fall events or those kind of things. Um, but I do think we have to understand that Halloween, um, you know, uh, is, uh, has a focus on darkness and I'm totally getting discombobulated because I had all these Bible verses right in front of me that I thought were uh, really good and positive for us to think about. Okay, let's read a couple more. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, it says, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, uh, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So I do think there's an aspect of Halloween in terms of, you know, the, the devil wants to um, use innocent things to connect people to evil. So uh, I personally, like I hate, you know, scary, haunted, demonic movies. I think that's horrible. And so there's an element uh, regards, regarding Halloween where the enemy does want to use this holiday, I would say, uh, in one sense, to grab the innocence of children and, and um, connect people to it, if you would, uh, in that regards. So got to get the M3. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And Jake, or that you're listening, sorry for the lack of professionalism today on the show. Have some glitches. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 14, it says, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. That's another interesting verse. Not like these, these aren't directly related to Halloween, but knowing, again, that the devil can, just as much as we can use these some of these events for the glory of God, like we have as a church have, uh, have, have used different things in our culture uh, as ways to reach out and connect people to Jesus. So the enemy describes, uh, uh, masquerades as an angel of light. Holy cow. Apologize for this episode. Um, forgive me. Third John 1 11, dear friends, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil is not seen from God. So 
you know, I'll let you guys munch on those things, but I do think we need to consider uh, today on Halloween that Halloween is in essence, an evil holiday. You know that tonight there's going to be demonic activity, Satan, satanic activity. Um, we have to recognize that, you know, the enemy wants to use, you know, holidays like this to, uh, as innocence to maybe, you know, connect people or draw people into evil through, through a level of innocence. But then also I want to bless you churches and people today that might have uh, events uh, in your community, in your area. Uh, and that's why we titled the one we had the last few years called Light the Night. It's like, hey, we that's the goals of uh, followers of Jesus Christ, whether it's Halloween, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, whether it's in your workplace, in your home, is that we are, our intent and our purpose as followers of Christ is to shine the light in darkness. So this Halloween, today, let's shine the light of Jesus Christ. At work, at your workplace today, shine the light of Jesus Christ. That's the point today. Let's stay away from evil. Let's walk in the light and let's shine the light, right? This little line of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So there he goes. I apologize today, guys, for some of those little glitches. Hope you enjoyed some of those stories that we pulled up. Again, RIP to Matthew Perry uh, and pray for his family and friends. And, and that whole thing would be used to draw people uh, to God. He's got an interesting story if you dive down some of that. And uh, yeah, so you be safe. And you shine the light on this Halloween. Talk to you guys later.